0: What's up, Brewski's? My name is Marco Dupa. That guy? That's Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yo, Brewskies. Tonight's brew is from Red Light. Red Light, it is a collabor... Oh, I, fr- I didn't even... <laughs> wow, what a company man. <laughs> I, know, I know, I just realized. Ugh. From Red Light, Red Light, a collaboration with another local restaurant slash... Well, I think they're just like a... Yeah, it's like a restaurant, a, yeah, breakfasty yeah. place. Delhi Desires. shout out to Delhi Desire's. It's the shofar sauce, and Adam's gonna have a little bit more about that after the break. Lachaim. What we have on tap for you tonight? Buckle up, kids. <laughs> it's an all Star Wars episode, so if that doesn't uh, that doesn't get your jimmies <laughs> in a bunch, that see doesn't see you next time, because <laughs> it's all Star Wars, baby. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy had a lot to say at uh, I guess it was a um, some kind of meeting or. Some, something I don't know how they work we'll give you all the information <laughs> and obviously our opinions on all that information uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, including the Acolyte uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy is on hold but don't cry because Taika Watiti's Star Wars movie which I had no idea was even in the works is supposedly the first movie that's coming out of this new Star Wars uh, era yeah. that we're in the new so, push uh, buckle up and get ready this is episode three fifty-five of the One Beer in Podcast. Amaze. <clears throat> Amaze. Okay. accent just like got worse throughout the like as the show went on you're like that's pretty good and you're like "Mm -hmm." i don't know what he's going for
1: the more you hear it the worse it gets Late as it's okay they they made it canonical
0: at least yeah they did they did right they canonical 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 that's my accent (laughs) (laughs) why is his accent so shit well it's because he just made it up as he went along We won't
1: say what we're talking about, and that way it won't be spoilers. Yeah. That's how that works, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, give me all that sediment. All that gook. I didn't mean for you to see that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good enough. All right. This is the one beer in podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. Thank you guys for listening joining subscribing downloading all that jazz all right adam tell the people what we're drinking tonight this is the
1: shofar sauce uh it is a combo between your fan favorite red light red light and as marco said earlier deli desires uh great bagels great great bakery uh great bagels good good stuff good stuff there Good stuff there. Actually, it's not even a bagel. What do they make? They make another, yeah, another yeah. Uh, um, uh, bagel-adjacent breakfast yeah. item. Somebody said it to me like I was supposed to know what it was, and yeah. I was like, the fuck is that? No, I had we've, it. And we've it's we've it's lived in Florida too long. We don't know these things, mm. but uh, they're delicious. Yeah. So go check them out. You're talking about, you're talking about like the onion jam
0: stuffed Correct. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. It? It's probably somebody listening and going, i yeah. ah, just know what it is. L-
1: look it up. Look up Deli Desires if you're local, and uh, yeah. Look, look, look it up uh look for that good stuff. Well, anyway, we're supposed to know everything we uh <laughs> we today know about the shofar sauce. Shofar sauce. Uh it is as follows. This Concord Grape Wild Ale is our Passover collab with the great people at Deli Desires. It's very available both at Red Light Red Light and Deli Desires
0: there as you would go. think.
1: It's a 5% ABV and uh we're going to we're going to give it a little little tasty we'll taste. Give
0: it a little taste. Tasty.
1: It smells oh. Funkalicious. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, buddy. You're here. Mm. Grapey, funky. Grapey, funky. I feel like I'm going to drink that too fast. Yeah. Hold off.
0: Well, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Just leave a little at the end, I guess. Uh, I try. <clears throat> I leave do a try. Little, leave a little for God. Mm. Uh, all right, I'm in. I'm in power position. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> this is podcast power position. Uh-huh. Triple P, if you will. <sighs> so let's do this, baby. Let's get right into this. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. We're in this um, this new era of Star Wars where. Disney and Lucasfilm, they've kind of acknowledged the fact that the Star Wars, I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Skywalker era is over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have to figure out what they're going to do next. And they have to figure out where some of the non Skywalker things went wrong, in their opinion. And kind of hone in on this stuff and kind of come back together with a more, with a focused uh mission statement right and a, and a thing and a, and a place to go where we're going to take these movies in the next 10 to 15 years yeah which is apparently where all this all of this information is has come out of mm-hmm. is like them just kind of giving us their their plan is that what it was it was a vanity fair interview well there
1: was definitely a huge vanity fair uh like you know cover and and
0: feature mm. that has forgive us we're like getting we're <laughs> parsing the information as as we're <laughs> this is just breaking uh <laughs> breaking news yeah no it, it,
1: they have vanity fair uh, quote unquote an exclusive look at the master plan for obi-wan kenobi with ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen Andor with diego luna ahsoka with rosario dawson and a fleet of new shows so yeah it sounds like this is where all of that info dump came from yeah because we suddenly were you know rich with star wars info yeah just out of nowhere forward yeah all this shit was coming
0: out right hello there (laughs) so kathleen kennedy um gives us all this information so there's some good stuff some bad stuff some maybe don't know what to do with it stuff so let's just uh Again, let's just, let's just start with the, wh- whatever we have first. Let's just go there. Okay, so first we
1: have a quote, um, and this is from IGN.com, from Kathleen Kennedy.
0: Kathleen Kennedy.
1: Uh, it goes as follows. We all recognized every single one of us, that this was a new chapter for the company and that we needed to all work together to create the architecture for where we were going. Uh, and the headline for this article is Star Wars is now about persistent storytelling, not trilogies says Kathleen Kennedy
0: and that is via that Vanity Fair article. I'm sure they're going to trademark persistent storytelling Mm. because what the fuck does that mean? You're just going (sighs) to make shows, right? They're going to be in the same universe because of course but...
1: Yeah, I mean persistent uh, knee jerk makes me think it's just going to be ongoing stuff it's not going to be as compartmentalized as, like, okay, this is set up as a trilogy, mm. which one could argue the latest trilogy wasn't really anyway. Yeah. You know, it seems like they kind of stumbled into that trilogy and, like, they may be more <clears throat> comfortable with making it up as they go along.
0: And isn't isn't a movie series persistent storytelling?
1: Yeah, but you would hope – one would hope that, you know, storytellers would have this, you know, overarching theme – and, you know, plans for a storyline through however many episodes, quote-unquote, this thing's going to be. Yeah. But instead, it sounds like they're giving themselves a fancy way of saying, we're going to play the track as the train's moving, mm. you yeah. know? Yeah. Which doesn't sit very well with me, good sir. Well, I mean, it's exactly what it seems like they've been doing. Since. Right. Well, that's my point. It sounds like they're just, they're now acting like this mistake was on purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And like this is the, uh, uh a portent for the future, you yeah. know? Of, of what the, the new idea is for this entire franchise, which is, you know, I, it, it sounds more and more like they are reaching out as wide as possible. Yeah. Instead of focusing and honing in on like one really good concentrated story. Mm. So that means of course more toys, more uh subscribers on Disney Plus because you have to watch five shows to keep up with it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it's the mm-hmm. the marvelization of uh Star Wars. Yeah. So uh, that's what I think she's getting at by saying that. It's yeah. just like they're making it very abundantly clear that they will continue to churn out as much as they can for as, you know, uh, reasonably priced as they can on TV at least and then save, you know, a, a, it sounds like a few a few things for movies, but it, they will be not um not in the way that we're used to these movies coming out. So again, not like a Skywalker saga that we've had. Mm-hmm. It's going to now be Ryan Johnson's trilogy and yeah. You know, Taika Waititi's movie. And these little, you know, things... All part of the same universe, technically... That we now have to figure out like where they align in the larger universe. Mm. Uh, no pun intended. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just sounds to me like it's going to be exactly designed after the MCU. Mm-hmm. Which, you know... I, depends on how you feel about the MCU.
0: Yeah. But. Because the thing, is, the thing about the MCU is... At least... For them, the advantage to uh, <sighs> My knife's missing, <laughs> sticking out of your back. <laughs> oh, that's what huh. that, that funny fin. <laughs> uh, with the MCU, at least their source material is—I mean—an abundance sure. of, yeah. of these, these comic books and yeah. all this other stuff. With the with with Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars, You, I mean, their source material is the original trilogy, yeah, right. Oh no, everything
1: they're going to cherry pick every one of the like Legend series books and comics and all that stuff. Which
0: I, which is why I think uh, making all of that stuff non-canon was a little short-sighted, unless you're going to make a movie. Let's say you go in and you make a movie about uh Darth Plagueis and you go, This is this is the Plagueis movie. Mm-hmm. It's non canon, it's a legend. It's being told, you know, around the fireside, but it's just but sure. we wanna but show it on maybe, screen.
1: Yeah, like maybe there's truth to the story, but this is the actual thing, or this is what the legend is yeah. of, of this character, but there could be a real Darth Plagueis
0: that, you know, we don't know the true story behind. Yeah. Well, can you imagine being one of the writers of these novelizations? I know a bunch of them were pissed when when uh, Marvel or when uh, Disney bought. Of course, yeah. And And then they were just like, yeah, you know what? All that hard work you put in, that legacy that yeah. you thought you were part of. <laughs> Sorry. You're a mere rumor. Right. You're Timothy a Vizon? never heard of him. <laughs> never hoided him.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it obviously sucked at the time. I think we, we commented on that, too. Yeah. Saying, like, wow, that kind of sucks for anyone so, who's, like, actually kept up
0: with <laughs> yeah. all these now uh, non-canon things. Just but. for them to come in and, and do just the... I mean, it's not really worth spending this podcast on the choices <laughs> that they made in sure, the sequel sure, trilogy. Sure. Uh, We've talked about that enough, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Moving forward sure.
1: I I will say I disagree with you about it being short-sighted. I think it was uh, Smart of them to do that because it gives them such a wide berth to do whatever they want You know, it gives them a certain stopping point of what they need to now consider when they're talking about the larger world and universe of Star Wars because without that they'd be like, okay, well maybe one novel contradicts another. Maybe this comic book or or video game contradicts what this novel said. Or you know, so they'd have to do so much research that they now don't have to do, and yeah. now they can they can literally cherry pick every good bit that they want to use from all of this stuff.
0: Is that smart or is that lazy? <sighs> I, I mean, mean, I guess it's working smarter, not harder. That's Maybe, right, it's smart. that's right. Maybe it's right. That's right. I mean, it was. It's disrespectful, but it maybe sh- it's smart.
1: I won't even say smart. It was shrewd of them to do shrewd. that. Yeah. Shrewd. Yeah. very shrewd of them to do that. Yeah, I will agree <coughs> on that. So, I mean, that's, that's the state of Star Wars now. Mm. You know, you have to expect them to kind of take what they want from the universe. And, you know, hopefully it all sticks at the
0: end. Um, <sighs> I just... That's the state of all of these... Big franchises now, though, is is now. You know, we, we we talked about this too. Is 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 having a there's a, a position, maybe multiple positions, of people who have their sole job is making sure that the storytelling is is consistent and that you know it it, it jives with all the other things that they do. So a video game doesn't trample on a, a novel, doesn't trample on a comic book sure. or whatnot. The what what a lore master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as fun as that is it's also kind of like where are we what yeah. are we doing what what is happening with movies and with hollywood that this whole thing is even necessary yeah. just well, make a fucking movie just have just what?
1: yeah what it, are we it's, doing? it's because those things make money now i i think we're going to see and we have been seeing how this has been working uh to not do that with dc cuz now dc is this like I mean, who knows what what cohesion is in their universe? Yeah, I mean, there's know, no
0: connective tissue like there. S- and also, I mean, you've got Ezra terrorizing oh. an entire island. So uh, he stitch. He stitch. They. Excuse he's me. I'm sorry. They.
1: I'm sorry. I slipped up. They. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I just said it too. Sorry. Uh, it's hard to
0: it. It's hard to keep that. It, it, you just have to be. Mindful. Well, I'm just
1: not super familiar with them and. Uh if I were more familiar, other than just the crazy headlines that have been coming out, yeah. I would know that better. So I apologize. I, I I did not mean any disrespect on that regard. Of course. Um, but they are absolutely terrorizing Hawaii.
0: <laughs> and if you see Ezra, hide. I love I it's insane. I love it on an on a on a it's fucked up level. Yeah. Of like a person could just be out there terrorizing people well and you saw the like causing mayhem you saw the the response
1: by Ezra right like no apparently they were doing that because they wanted to post or not post but they wanted to use video of like them getting arrested uh and like acting crazy as NFTs what yeah.
0: That makes it worse.
1: Yes, it does. And I don't think that's true. I, I no. think there's something going on. I think there may be a mental crisis happening. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't believe that bullshit. Yeah, no, me
1: neither. I, I, I seriously think that DC may have been on the wrong horse. And Oh, yeah, you think? Uh, they're, they're certainly going to correct that.
0: Dude, Ben Affleck is... In the healthiest place he could ever be in his Mm. entire life. He's back with the woman of his dreams. Yeah. He looks amazing. Sure. I mean, and they were like, we don't need any more of this. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go back and get the first Batman. The 80s Batman. Not the first Batman. Not the first. Not the first. The the 80s Batman. The guy who, I mean, with all due respect, I mean, Michael Keaton looks amazing also. He looks like he's keeping himself together. Yeah. Love the man. Yeah. But, you know. They they had hinged everything
1: on this working out.
0: Yeah. This is
1: like the last bastion of the original vision of what the DC EU, right? Yeah. That's what it was. DC, EU, EU DC extended EU,
0: universe. Uh was was dreamt of being. Yeah. You know? They absolutely <laughs> could just drop it all and just go back to making these individual stories and I think that they would be better for it well and they have they already have and I I
1: can almost guarantee that other than like a cheeky cameo Shazam's gonna have nothing to do with the rest of the DCEU um Aquaman's gonna have probably very little to do with the larger DCEU mm. or probably Amber Heard at this point um <laughs> Yeah, you know, she, you heard what she said. Yeah, they I, did, paired I her role down because of the yeah. whole thing. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, all this press has been nothing but negative and And, you know, I, I don't want to classify a fan group by their lowest comedy denominator, but uh, they're mm. kind of rough online, the DCEU guys yeah. and girls. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's
0: putting it nicely. They're a bunch of fucking assholes
1: <laughs> I'm trying to be, uh, you know, <sighs> judicial about it. Yeah. Um, well, that's your role to play on this. Yeah, podcast. yeah, I try, <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, of, yeah. Any any hooser. Yeah,
0: let's. We're not talking about the DC No, no, no. EU. But I, I'm just
1: saying, this like DC as as just a you know uh, entity is going to be uh, i think a good barometer for if this will make more money be more profitable than a giant cohesive thing that is you know just sometimes to the detriment of the story that you're trying to tell uh uh, determined by these outside forces you know Mm -hmm. I, i mean that's been something that's been brought up even about uh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness is that like, you know, hey, perfect timing. Perfect timing. We're coming. All right. Yeah, uh,
0: you're awesome. thank you. Thank you for
1: having me. you too. Thank you.
0: What's that little thing? <laughs> Oh, Ooh. <laughs> spicy garlic. Ah! Oh, yeah.
1: As I was saying, before we were so rudely interrupted, uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, spicy in the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, it's actually a criticism that's been brought up with uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because some people, even though we both agree, like, Sam Raimi's touch is definitely there. Like, you definitely get Sam Raimi in that movie that it would have been so much better if it wasn't so, I guess, dragged down by the MCU of it all, mm. you know? Like, if, if if they could have just given it to Sam Raimi and been like, go do your thing. Yeah. You know, tell the story you want to tell. Don't worry about all <clears throat> the other stuff. Just make your Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Like, what would he have gotten? And a lot of people Mm. agree that it would have been something
0: even better than what we did get. Yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, And it is something to wonder about because. I mean, we talked about these directors. um, Using their voice within the confines of the MCU. And, you know, how it works and how it doesn't work. And honestly, I never even really imagined what the movie could have been had he not been restricted by what he had to do with yeah, the movie. The parameters of it all. Because I'm sure <clears throat> I don't know if I if they if they've confirmed this, but I'm I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they with these directors, they're just like this is how it needs to connect to the overall story. Otherwise, or like, this is what we need to get across in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is where it's going, and this is how it needs to connect with the MCU. Otherwise, right. do, do, do what you want with the movie. Yeah. Right? And if that's the case, that's pretty much what he did. Speaking of that, this information was just dropped in, into my lap. Uh, John Watts uh-huh. is... Uh, apparently, uh, a director. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're starting very basic now. He's yeah. a guy. Yeah, he's a man. He has his own Star Wars trilogy that he's working on. It's trilogy or just a movie? Um, series. Actually. Okay, TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's getting his own TV series. <clears throat> you posted this headline, and I saw it, and I thought, okay. Like, it didn't really even register. (laughs) Yeah. That's because I didn't once, not even for a millisecond, wonder who directed the Spider-Man movies. Right. And this is the guy. Movies we all
1: enjoyed, mind you. Yeah. They're pretty high, I would say, personally, on my MCU list. Yeah, they're good.
0: They're good. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely have them pretty high.
1: Yeah, so it's not like they're like... Bad so bad that you're like i don't care who directed that no, no, they're, I just never once wondered right they're competent they're well made, and they you know they tell a story, but beyond that they're and i'm speaking for myself now mm-hmm. there's no like unique identifier for that director's style and what they bring to that those movies. I would say other than maybe the um the sort of uh, uh influences that he clearly has, you know, of like the the eighties teen, like Ferris Buellers type yeah. interactions that we get uh, in those movies. Yeah.
0: Um I, I mean I got I got nothing from those movies as far as who he is as a director. Yeah. So when I see this news that he's getting his own T V series, I'm like right. I have No opinion. I am so indifferent because how can I, I can't be excited, but I also can't be upset because he made some real, like you said, like competent is like the best way to describe those movies. Because regardless of how well the writing is or the acting or the action or the cinematography and all that other stuff, at the end of the day, they are competent, capable, well-made movies.
1: Yeah, they're enjoyable. They're entertaining.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, whether they, you want something that goes above and beyond that or whether you look at that as mediocrity is, I don't know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you you have to admit that they're just well-made movies. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they benefit greatly for, like, really good casting and,
0: yeah. you know, stuff like that. But. Well, and those 80 influ- <laughs> 80s influences that you, you mentioned – They also benefit greatly from that, too, because a lot of people have just said that especially the first one and in parts, the second one is just a John Hughes movie with Spider-Man. Yeah. Which, again, is like there's more identifying markers of this person's influences than there are of this person's. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's. (laughs) <laughs> he's obviously direct, he's at the helm of one of the most successful trilogies in cinema. So of course that gives him a lot of leeway as the rewatchable rewatchables would say this is probably his apex mountain. We don't talk about other podcasts Marco. As some other guys would say, some like <laughs> some losers. <laughs> this is probably his apex mountain.
1: Yeah, I mean unless he proves to be great everywhere, you know? Like I mean he yeah. very well could be like just a like really good at putting the pieces together, which is its own talent, you know. It, um, I, I don't want people to misunderstand and think that I'm saying a director needs to like put his or her thumbprint on every single movie, like, oh, that's clearly a Scorsese shot, you know? Like I don't need every director to do that. Some directors are just good at putting the pieces together and making a competent, well made movie. And that's sometimes good enough, you know? But you know, I, I it's just hard to say
0: what this guy brings to the table you know i i i I would i think i might disagree with you on that how dare you
1: (laughs) i'm the movie guy
0: i think i think i i think i like when uh i see a director's thumbprint on it so much so that like when there isn't i kind of feel a little let down that they didn't put a little bit more of their their own personality into the films i think uh when you can tell that a movie is done by a certain director, you're getting, you're getting that director's, like, flavor. Like, they're a part of the movie. They're almost in it mm-hmm. when they do certain shots that are their signature or certain things are, are, are done a certain way or something, something's written a certain way. Yeah. You can kind of tell that that person, it makes, it, it feels like they're more part of the movie. When there's somebody like a John Watt, with all due respect, it just kind of feels like he is, you know, keeping things in line, making sure, sure. that nothing goes amiss, as opposed to, like, taking a risk and going, like, I'm going to throw something in there that people may have never seen before, yeah, or yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my signature on this one, so when they go back and watch these movies, they're going to know that these are a fucking Watt film. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't feel that from his movies. <clears throat> yeah, no, I
1: I get that, and I get where you're coming from with that. I just think that there are still good to great movies that don't have these identifiers of the director who made them. Um you know, I'd have to think to to, to point out an individual movie, but like yeah. um a few good men. You know? <laughs> I was just
0: thinking a few good men.
1: A fantastic film, but is it like this directorial virtuoso uh uh, you know masterpiece i don't think it is i don't think there's i mean there it's clearly a quality film but would i point to that as like this all-star uh example of directing not necessarily
0: yeah i would say it's a an acting tour de force than it is a directing i mean they don't really do much else right i mean it 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 plays suitably enough like a stage play almost, you know? Well, it is a stage play, so. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So it it works in that way, but, you know... Yeah, whenever a director can just kind of, like, take a stage play and just make it a movie, they're just, like... uh, They're just kind of hired to to do that. Sure. I I mean,
1: I may be speaking out of turn here, but, like, you know, someone like Penny Marshall makes some great movies, but you can't tell me, like... What's a like a a specific flavor of like a shot, an angle that Penny Marshall delivers, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying I do prefer what you're saying. I do prefer like, you know, the Spielberg's and the Scorsese's and, you know, the um anyone who can put their own uh, the Sam Raimi's the Taika Waititi. The Taika Waititi. Well, I mean, even Taika Waititi to me it's more of the characters and the writing than it is about the actual directing
0: of it all, you yeah. know, which
1: is part of it. That's part of directing.
0: Well, yeah, and, and those are those are signatures of, of his style. Right. Regardless yeah. of how like visually it's done. Like you definitely know you're watching a What T Right, movie. right, right. So I mean maybe John Watts
1: will prove that that his style is this, you know, uh uh Comedy forward, coming of age storytelling. You know? <laughs> he just does that in the Star Wars universe. I'm gonna tell you. I, I'm guessing you didn't read further on what this thing is gonna be. I guess no, I didn't. Say <laughs> I oh, guess not. No, I know I didn't. Uh, allow me to uh, elaborate. Please. So the the headline from discussing film is John Watts is confirmed to be de- de- excuse me developing an untitled Star Wars series set after Return of the Jedi. The series is described within Lucasfilm as, quote, a galactic version of classic Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the 80s. Okay, so he's
0: so he's, he's just going to he, be our doing new it John again. Hughes. Like. He's doing it again. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just going to be the the MCU John Hughes. That's like he's just going to – or, or, or uh, fantasy John Hughes.
1: <laughs> right, right. This, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's. Just, I, I feel like I'm not mad at that. The, it gives me more uh, confidence because it feels within his wheelhouse, from what I know him to do. Yeah, you know, and if they, you know, it, it seems like he's competent at, if not himself, putting the right people in place to get good action scenes. So, you know, yeah. I I feel like he knows what he's doing. We'll see if that transfers well into TV, which can be a little bit harder. Yeah, because you're you have you know fewer resources. Yeah
0: um but i mean still a big question mark for me funny when people like that get obsessed with a certain genre or film director cuz i you know i watch it and i'm like what the fuck what what did he like so much about those 80s coming of age movies but then yeah. but then i think well i'm obsessed with like heist films <laughs> right. and 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 kung fu movies so like yeah. what what about those was was so alluring to me i sure.
1: don't know yeah i mean you kind of say something i guess with more variety you can say something similar about tarantino yeah you know he he carries his influences on his both sleeves yeah yeah Uh, Yeah.
0: cufflinks uh, pants he carries them everywhere some would even argue that like he has less of a style and more of like a patchwork of other styles sure and that is his style sure yeah i wouldn't say that but some (laughs) would say
1: that (laughs) um but, yeah, I mean, I, uh, a perfect example of the the movies, the, the Happy Death Day movies. Uh-huh, yeah. That director, I mean, I love those movies. Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day to You, which is the sequel. Yeah. Number two to you. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. uh, 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 they made a third one? No, no, no. Uh, there's another movie that's similar in style that's, um, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Freaky. Freaky. Hmm. Um, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The body swap yeah. uh, horror movie. That guy, clearly, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name. Look it up, though. Um, highly recommend Happy Death Day 1 and 2, and Freaky. Mm. Um, but that guy does one thing. That's all he's done so far. Yeah. And seems to be all he's interested in is, like, these kitschy <clears throat> but still earnest horror movies. Yeah. Generally starring female leads. And it's it's great. They're both very. All three are
0: very good movies. Stick with what you're good at. Yeah.
1: So I mean, and I, if I. This I, is
0: John Watts' thing.
1: It's John Watts' yeah, thing. Yeah. If, if he pull, look, I'm not saying he can't pull it off. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. So I'm curious. Yeah, I'm confident in him. I'm curious. Uh, I. But the other mm-hmm. thing is, how will this work? Like, because remember when we were talking about where does Star Wars go from here? hmm That's what I'm feeling with this one in particular. This show is, like, how does this work within Star Wars? Mm -hmm. How is this still identifiably Star Wars and it not being this, like, you know, Stranger Things dropped into the Star Wars universe and it just being
0: this clunky mess and not really, you know, working? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the question you pose is the entire uh, thesis of this whole article and this episode (sighs) of the podcast. And what's going to be interesting is to see first what happens with this first project from Taika Waititi, and also something that I was thinking about while while we were deliberating on all of this: Zack Snyder's Star Wars movie hmm. is coming out on Netflix, right? Yeah. So it was it, it it started off as a Star Wars movie. He right, wanted to make right. a Star Wars movie, and. Uh, I I don't remember if they were like, no, or if he was like, I don't want to do that, or whatever, whatever. I don't care what happened with that. But he is making what is being billed as Zack Snyder's Star Wars movie. I think Mm -hmm. it's called Rebel Moon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something, I mean, it's really, really just like, this is a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I think it is Rebel Moon, actually. So, I bring that up to say, it's going to be interesting to see when Star Wars, or Lucas has to do something outside of the skywalker saga Mm -hmm. and make it wholly a star wars thing right what is it going to look like juxtaposed with somebody else who is also making a star wars thing quote unquote that's not within the universe right because if they're exactly the same what makes a star wars movie a star wars movie right what are the identifying markers of a Star Wars movie. Is it just the Skywalkers, is it the Space Wizards, is it all everything in between? Yeah. And how can you continue all of this and make it interesting? I mean, they've proven, well, has pr- proven at least that with rebels you can do that. But the thing is, even with rebels, rebels, you can do a 6 degrees of separation between Ezra and bu- 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 Darth Vader right there, well, right, in, waiting I, in the wings. I, I was
1: going to say, I'm going to say something controversial here, which is I don't think Dave Filoni really has proven that yet. Mm. Because everything that I, at least I'm aware of is deeply connected to the Skywalker trilogy. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, uh, it, it 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 deepens and <clears throat> intensifies all of the lore. But at the end of the day, this is all connected to the Jedi. It's all connected to the Mandalorians. It's all connected yeah. to all these things that we already know. You know, what if we were to you know even even go back like the book that recently came out did you know go back to the early days of yeah. the Jedi you know yeah and like let's learn more about that because it's so like it's so fertile to 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 make new stuff out of
0: and it has some new connective stuff out of tissue the old, yeah it still has some connective tissue well know? speaking of that isn't the acolyte set like a hundred years before. Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm more excited for something like that than I am for something like just after the the main trilogy. You know? Yeah. Or any? I mean, having to do with any of the trilogies, I yeah. want to see them
0: take it somewhere else. Yeah. You know? Let us. Well, it's it's such a it's a it's a it's a galaxy far far away. It's not a neighborhood. It's not a city. It's not a it's not a country far far away. Right. It's like you don't have. To continue bringing up these same characters and these same races of people and these same like religions. But how will we know what's going on in Tatooine? <laughs> we have to go back to Tatooine. To back. They need to make a movie just called Back to Tatooine. Back to Tatooine. Back tat. I wish that they would at least acknowledge the fact that like they just cannot help themselves but go back to Tatooine.
1: Well and, and the fact that Tatooine is... That's what is... this episode should be called. Back, <laughs> back to Tatooine. To Tatooine. <laughs> the fact that Tatooine is supposed to be this, like, the the farthest from anything, you know? Like, it's Mm -hmm. supposed
0: to be a bumfuck planet, let alone town, you know? And they all can't help themselves but to end up there. Tatooine. 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 Yeah, like, stop. Let's let's move past. You can do anything. You can have an underwater planet. You can have a planet on fire. You can have...
1: Like, they, they already have both of those Well, yeah, exactly <laughs>
0: why not explore those things yeah. like, why do we need to continue going back to the fucking the tavern right like the trope is dead let's get out of Mos Eisley please. come on man Jesus Christ how many space cowboys
1: are there what if what if we got like a um, like a political intrigue show or movie um, like with with the senate in a different age you know i mean or it would something. just something it
0: would just have to be done i'm i'm not against that but they tried it with episode one and they quickly abandoned but it. better <laughs> i know i know that's 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 right that's the whole thing you want but so i'm, I'm not against that i'm not against them just like doing house like, of
1: cards but in star wars yeah. you know like there's obviously like Politics is deeply ingrained in Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. one of the elements, you know I, I feel like that's one of the core elements of Star Wars is is politics <clears> its <throat> religion uh, And magic of some, magic, you know, like I I feel like that's that's part of everything in there Why not leverage on that a little bit mm-hmm. and have something solely focused on that, you know, and yeah. we, we can we can go in these different sections of this you know Father Son Holy Ghost mm-hmm. We can go into, you know, uh, something that's all about the mysticism. We can go into something <coughs> that's all about the bounty hunters and, you know, that the dirtier side, the the more boots on the ground side. Mm-hmm. And we can go into the, like, the solely political, um, very buttoned up and uh, more sneaky kind of side of things, too. Yeah. You know, like, I, I would love to take a deeper dive into any of those. Yeah. Um, without having to eventually bring it back to the Jedi where well, it doesn't fit or we're you know, gonna whatever. We're going to get
0: to a place where the people who are watching these movies are, like, they're not going to have any kind of awareness of who Luke Skywalker is unless they unless you know they go back and, like, we're... Uh, but they, they continue to inject him into everything, though. And, and it's they, because they feel like they have to. They will know him, though, is my point. Like, right, right, because uh, they just, they can't get away from him. Yeah. But I think I think we're gonna get to like let's say let's say you just popped into the the T V shows cause you were like, Oh that looks fun. Yeah. That's cool. Mandalorian, oh he's like a little what is he, like a robot or something? I don't know. I'll watch this <laughs> show. And who's a little green guy? You get like there is so much that you need to know to appreciate those shows. They have to, have to get away from that stuff. They yeah. have to figure out a way for you to enjoy these things without having to watch nine movies plus like five different TV sh- like you they it is imperative if they're going to continue this they need to figure out a way to get away from all that stuff yeah. and if it's letting somebody like Taika Waititi make one of their movies which I'm still like kind of on the fence about because I'm like I love Taika Waititi but do we need a Waititi s- Star Wars movie I don't know
1: well, he was a voice in in a couple of those episodes. Yeah. Did he did he direct one of those episodes? Or am I mistaken? I'm sure he did. Yeah. I thought he may have directed
0: one or two of those. Yeah. Um It's maybe. always fun with... Yes, he did. I know he did. I yeah, know. I can't yeah. remember which one he did, but I know he did. It he seems he was the voice of the uh of the um I G 88 guy. Yeah, the the bounty hunter uh, uh droid. Yeah. Excuse me, droid. Yeah, yeah. Well, watch your fucking mouth. Oh. <laughs> I think he directed the season one finale.
1: If it wasn't the finale, it was the one right before the finale, yeah. for sure. But
0: anyway. Yeah, I mean this discussion is not if he's uh, a capable director. We already know that for sure. It's does he fit the does he fit the bill with his own like um, original stuff, right? Yeah. <sighs> Whatever John Watt is going to do. Watts, watt, watts, 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 multiple Watts, whatever this acolyte show is going to be. It's all hinging on where do we go from here? Because the Ahsoka show is based on an established character mm-hmm. who has connections to the Skywalkers. Right. and McGregor's show, the Obi-Wan show,
1: again, I mean, yeah. <laughs> pretty much as close as you're going to get yeah. to the Skywalker trilogy. So once we get
0: past these two shows, what do you do? Even Endor mm-hmm. is closely related to, you know, his this guy's actions are all leading up to the Death Star plans. Right. So I sound like such a fucking nerd when I said that. <laughs> the Death Star plans. <laughs> so you put your glasses back. It huh? all. <laughs> nerd. This, I should have been wearing them the whole time because of this episode. The Death Star plans. I just want to break them now. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean i don't know man it's it's i'm interested i am excited i am worried (laughs) i am concerned yeah about what they do from here because if we're being for real for real the way that they've handled the mcu as entertaining as i have been does not bode well for them trying to do something independent of the source material. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, it does. I don't know. Anything well,
1: else you want to add? I was going to say, I, I I do know where we should go
0: from here. And where should we? We should do a cheers. Oh. <laughs> you speak in my language, my friend. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'll let you start it off, as always. Oof. Obi, been a rough week for Cheers. <laughs>
1: cheers is give us your Cheers of uh, the week. Oh, it's cheap. Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> hey.
0: It is cheap. Mm-hmm. You fuck.
1: So obviously, Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> Kendrick long-awaited Lamar. return, and uh, I mean, according to me, who is <laughs> all I can speak for. According to me, uh, it, 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 it was it was well worth the wait. Um, His latest album, I feel like, is uh, a mishmash of a lot of themes, a lot of elements that he's played with in the past, but uh, it feels a bit more maturely realized. And Though not a full concept album, uh, I think plays with a lot of uh, cohesive themes Mm -hmm. throughout its span something very deep something very um unconcerned with finding a single um which i can appreciate Mm. i understand why some people may not like it as much as some of his other works um because doesn't really have many of the 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 bangers you may be looking for from Mm -hmm. him but as someone who enjoys consuming music at times um as you know almost almost like a movie you know um something that i want to very focused like non-passively delve into i enjoyed this album a lot Mm. so i recommend it to you if you go in with the expectation that it's not something you're going to necessarily want to bang in your car yeah um but check it out especially if you're a, a kendrick lamar fan of
0: of the past yeah It's definitely a Headphones album. Headphones album for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. My cheers of the week is going to Alden Einreich. Alden Einreich, if you don't know, is the poor sap (laughs) that they cast to play Han Solo In the solo movie and i've been seeing people talk about the movie a lot on twitter and i'm not going to sit here and lie to you and pretend like i love that movie i did not (laughs) i did not love that movie and i did not like alden einreich as harrison ford because that's who he's trying to emulate (laughs) he's not han solo is that is that the character he's trying to play harrison ford well the thing is harrison brings I mean, he he injects so Where's much of coffee, himself. Where's my coffee, kid? <laughs> he injects so much of himself into that role, especially because it was so early in his career. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it was like his second movie role ever. I think so, yeah. Very early. So he injects so much of himself into it that it was nigh impossible for Alden to do anything but a serviceable job in the eyes of the fans and by all accounts people thought he did a good job for what he was given and what he was asked to do and hindsight being 2020 i look back on it now and i agree the task of playing the younger version of one of the most iconic characters in american cinema is, is I mean, as an actor, you, you can't pass that up. But as a human being, he probably should have been like, fuck no. Are you kidding me? That's, yeah. that, I can't do that. That's crazy. So it's forbidden. So I cheers him because, like, he's had to put up with a lot of shit for a long time. Yeah. Because... They went in and rewrote and recasted and redid and read that and blah blah blah. You yeah. bring in Ron Howard and, and he just Ron Howard's all over the place. Another director made some great movies. But I just don't know what a Ron <laughs> Howard movie looks like anymore. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And uh He did what he did what he could. And now I th- like I haven't seen him do anything else. And I can't help but feel like he's being not blackballed, but like Now he's just the guy who ruined the solo movie. And it wasn't his fault. He did what he
1: could. Well, and we should mention too Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, right. Talked out the side of her mouth. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. uh, Saying that they've uh, quote, okay, not quote, but paraphrased, (laughs) uh, learned their lesson uh, about recasting classic characters. Right. And you know, people have filled in the blanks with that and said, okay, well, they're now Against recasting classic characters and are going to focus on, you know, the the absolute uncanny valley horror show that you know, my friend, I despise. <laughs> yeah, of, of of slapping a CG face on a real actor and saying, "Hey, hey, that's that's Mark Hamill."
0: I think they have misconstrued people on the internet going, "Hey, that looks pretty good for what you're doing." Right. And misconstrued that with "Wow, we want do more of that." Right. So yeah, Yeah. they seem to be content with rubber faces as as (laughs) opposed to just trying to recast the character. (laughs) So good on him for doing what he could. He took the opportunity. He he. I still don't. I still don't think. I fucking solo such a. I fucking hate that movie. (laughs) (laughs) it's so unnecessary okay. the minute at the minute that it was even fucking announced i was like why? why yeah what do we need to know about his early his early life <clears throat> we're introduced to him in his 30s maybe yeah, yeah. what he was a smuggler okay right, yes right. he probably had some like wild adventures Did we need the love interest? Did we need his connection to fucking Darth Maul? The dice. We didn't need any of that (laughs) shit. Did we need the fact that like the Millennium Falcon is actually a woman? That that that. that, Oh my uh, god! I uh, forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That um, uh, uh, Lando is fucking Uh. like. Did we need any of that? No, no.
1: He calls it her. Because that's what you call your car. Yeah. Not because it's
0: gendered. Not because it's actually a woman. Right. Why? Why? And see, it's not Alden's fault. It's right. that none, shit. None
1: of this is his fault. That. All of that yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. Is what fucks that movie up. Not his performance. I agree. I agree. So I propose that the, like the guy should be brought back in some some way. Obviously not as Han Solo, but like the guy deserves a second chance. Sure. I agree with that i agree all right we gotta we gotta talk about these briskies these briskies before we get out of here so ladies and gentlemen we did the shofar sauce from red light red light in collaboration with deli desires a concord grape wild ale obi whoa what'd you think um did that on
1: purpose by the way no sure i uh you know, I'd like this more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something about that grape mellows out the funk in a very nice way.
0: Yeah,
1: and I think it blends well. I think I think the the sweetness of the Concord grape brings the sort of you know earthy funkiness down to a, a palatable level for me, as a guy who doesn't like a ton of funk. Mm-hmm. Um, a ton of funk. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think this one, do it. It's, it's a five for me. <laughs> there it is. Um, you know, I think it it may be actually a pretty good, um, funky first timer, <coughs> shall I say? Mm-hmm. If if mm-hmm. you have never tried a a more funky or like a, a maybe like a farmhouse or something like that. That's what they call me when I get on the dance floor. A funky farmhouse? Funky first-timer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit better. Um, yeah, I think this may be a good entry point for you because um, it, it is pretty well-balanced, and you know that's my secret word. Mm-hmm. So, five for me. Yeah.
0: I, I'm going to give it a five also. <clears throat> I feel like I'm accepting an award. They always look down <laughs> at it, and they're always like... You know, I don't know why my mine started off as like a, a wrestling promo. You know, <laughs> every time I get out here, I'm looking to be the WWE champion. No, the shofar sauce I thought was is is uh, I, I, I working at Red Light has obviously introduced me to being able to try a bunch of other shit that I probably, you know, aside from this podcast, probably wouldn't have tried. Uh, and wild ales, sours, things like that are are a big part of that. And I am admittedly not a big, you know, sour fan. I don't like sour ales. I'm like I, I just say it's such a thing where I'm like, why does a beer need to be that sour? What's yeah. what is the yeah. point? Okay, how, how much of that can you drink? Why do you need it to be so fucking tart? And I think that what you said about the concord grapes and the sweetness of them is is I think the Key ingredient here, or the secret ingredient of, of why this works so well, is that there's that tartness, funkiness, sour, but then the sweetness of the grapes. It's like a it's like a funky grape juice, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. and that really kind of balances it out, mellows it out, makes it more palatable, makes it easier to drink. And and honestly, like you have to like the evidence is in the 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 show itself you if you're not watching if you're just listening like we finished our glasses if it was a sour that i just wasn't digging i'm not going to keep drinking it you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know how else to stress that i'm not talking out of my ass like i just would not have sat here and and crushed this glass right. if it wasn't delicious exactly you know what i mean we're not a sour show folks that's right <laughs> so you know that A unanimous five for the shofar sauce. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer in Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you. Hate (laughs) Sam.
1: Annie.